salvation in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. There is breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Families are transformed in the name of Jesus. Destiny is unleashed in the name of Jesus. Every lie of the enemy is canceled by the authority of the name of Jesus. If you believe it, give Jesus your best shout of praise. Having conversations with God in the past few days. And, and if you all remember, we had a breakthrough here five, four or five weeks ago where we just had an, this divine interruption from the book of Isaiah. And the Holy Spirit just hit me yesterday and just said, listen, I'm faithful with my promises. Again, God doesn't just, it's not a supposition, a preface. It's not any, like a, it's not hypothetical. It's not he hopes. When God promises, he makes that promise a reality. How many here know that he is faithful to do what he promised? Hebrews 10, 23 says he is faithful to fulfill his promise. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, you know it, verses 19 and 20. All of God's promises are yes and amen. in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, and you're the amen. Your life is the amen. His yes, Christ is yes, you're the amen when Christ is in you. And the promise comes to pass. Again, when we gather like this, he's here. And then we come in agreement with his word, his promises, and he does that very thing. So right, right there where you're at, Isaiah chapter 40. If, if we're we're going to have these promises. This is what the Lord told me to do, so I'm going to do it. The Isaiah promises. Here it is. Here's a promise for you and your family. Isaiah chapter 40. It's the promise of new strength. Somebody say new strength. new strength. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak, strength to the powerless. Here's verse 30. You know this, right? If not, you're going to memorize it. Even young people. What does that mean? Even millennials and Generation Z. Even, even people that have all the strength in the world. Even, even the strongest people on the planet will become weak and tired. Young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who wait upon the Lord... Those who trust in the Lord will what? Find new strength. They will what? High on wings like eagles. I need you to get ready. The first promise is God is giving you new strength. You're about to lift up your wings like eagles and you're about to soar and reach the high mountains of what God has ordained for you. If that's your promise, say it's all mine. Lift up your wings. Get ready to soar. Matter of fact, as you have your wings lifted up, this is going to be different here. Make room for God to show up different ways. Right now, Heavenly Father, everyone who needs new strength, to all the tired people in this auditorium, those streaming all around the world right now, tired, you're exhausted, and it's not a sin to get tired. It's not a sin to get exhausted. Even Christians get tired. Even believers get tired. But those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And on this Sunday, the Holy Spirit is giving new strength to everyone who has their wings lifted up right now. Receive new strength. 
not just strength to survive, but strength to soar. So let me declare prophetically, you are about to reach heights you've never reached before. You are about to reach high places in Christ, for Christ, through Christ, like you've never reached before. If you receive that promise, give God one shout of praise. I sense the Lord. I just sense the Lord. I sense the Lord. Isaiah 46, verse 4. Here's the promise, the promise of God's insurance for your life. This is better than Allstate, State Farm, and I love Jake even better than what Jake can offer. This is it. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. Somebody say, that's mine. Come on, you have that insurance policy. Say, God, God, he has you. Somebody say, he has me. He has you, he has you. Isaiah 52, verse 12. Ready? Here we go. Isaiah 52, verse 12. What does it say? God has already, listen, God is leading you out of whatever circumstance. He is leading you out and here is your rear guard. What does that mean? It is the promise that he has secured your future and sealed your past. Your future is in God's hands. Repeat after me, my future is in God's hands. Say it like you believe it. My future is in God's hands. We're gonna repeat it, ready? There's nothing in my past that can stop me. There's nothing in my future that can stand in my way. God secured your future and sealed your past. Praise them like you know it's already done. I'm gonna repeat that. You're not going back to that addiction. You're not going back to that broken relationship. You're not going back to that toxic atmosphere. You're not going back to depression. You're not going back to anxiety. You're not going back to fear. You're not going back to brokenness. You're not going back to sin. You're not going back to devils, demons, legions, and darkness. You, you are moving forward in all that God has ordained for you. He secures your future and seals your past. He's your rear guard. He got your back. Somebody say, he got my back. He got your future and he got your back. All right. If you got these promises, lift up one hand. If they're yours, only if they're yours. Don't, not like you think they're yours. If they're really yours, lift up your hands. You ready, Edward? Here's what we're going to do. Hey, that's Isaiah. Oh, then there's the one everybody here should know. Isaiah 53, verse 5. Every Christian should know this. He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins, he was beaten so we could be mediocre. He was, he, he was beaten so we could be about 75% all right. He was beaten so we could eh, survive. He was beaten so we can live in trauma forever. He was beaten so we can be surrounded by drama. He was beaten so we could be what? Lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. Receive that anointing, receive that impartation. Behold, I'm, I'm no more 80% of you healthy, 75% of you healthy, 90% healthy in Jesus' name. Ho, ho, Hebrew, Greek.
Greek, Aramaic, 100% shalom, completely whole. Somebody, can somebody come in agreement that you're gonna be 100% thriving in everything, God? How many believe in 100% healing? God never saves a percentage of you. He saves all of you. 100% salvation, 100% healing, 100% deliverance. Somebody say home. Now, no, no, no. We're, we're gonna land this real quick here. You ready? So I want, I want you to just, mm, and then we, mm, and then we, mm. <laughs> then comes my favorite promise from Isaiah. It's, re, it's crazy. God's people are broken. They're broke, busted, and disgusted. They're depressed. They're whining and complaining. This is what they're saying. Read it. I can't believe we know it was our fault initially we sinned against you but man you're really punishing us no matter of fact you don't want to forgive us we're done everyone around us is producing our enemies we're captive right now they're all producing they're even going back to our land and producing there oh my goodness I mean this is bad we're doing nothing we're, they're even having babies getting harvest building houses everyone around us is getting theirs and we got nothing nothing and then God responds. It's the promise of greater things. You know what God tells them? Yeah, I see you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God sees you. God looks at him and says, I see you, but here's what I want you to do. All you've been doing is whining, complaining, moaning, all about your circumstance. Why don't you flip it? He says, instead of doing all of that, sing and shout. What? God says, sing and shout. Why, are, why should you sing and shout? because I'm about to put in your hands more than those that have already received all around you. Somebody should break through it right there. That should prompt you. That should, that should, that should prompt an amen. Glory be to God. God's about to give you greater things. You're about to have more in your hands than those that have already received. And then he says, you should be singing. You should be, that's why we sing in this church. If you're here and you go, that, that church is kind of crazy. Why do they sing the way they sing and shout the way they shout? Because we know greater things are coming our way. Come on, if you believe that, look at your name and tell them, please forgive me. I'm about to get my praise on. Make room. 
tell them, make room. Don't ask God for a car if you don't have a driver's license. You follow what I'm saying? You got to make room. Somebody say, make room. Some of you in the past few months, you know what God has been doing? You thought it was the devil trying to kill you. It was God obligating you to make room for the glory that's coming your way that's about to fill your life. He's removing ideas that were occupying your mind. He's removing all the way of thinking, old habits, even old relationships. Because with the glory of Jesus that's coming your way, it's about to change your life forevermore. By the if you believe something amazing is coming your way, look at the person you like the most next to you and tell them, make room. Tell your other neighbor, make room. Take your hands, take your hands, go like this. Stretch. Stretch. That's what the Bible says. Read it. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of room. Drive the 10 packs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over. Somebody say, make room. Make room. Make room here. Make room here. Here, you get rid of all negative thoughts. The way you do that is by renewing your mind daily, Romans 12, 2, letting the Holy Spirit just take over your thinking. Every time a silly thought comes into your mind, don't tolerate it, rebuke it. Rebuke it. Somebody say, rebuke it. Pastor, I'm gonna show you how to do it. That dumb thought, does any, has anybody ever had a dumb thought? Raise your hand. All right, this is what you do, no joke. You, the moment, and it's not a sin for that thought to come in there, it's a sin for you to let it grow in you. The moment it comes in, you just laugh. And you just go, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I take every thought into, thank you very much. You make room here. Look up here for a second. Let go of all bitterness. Let go of all offense. Somebody, um, somebody did you dirty. Somebody messed you up. You gotta let go of that. You will never get the greater thing while you're, you haven't made room here. Or before you were shouting and going, blah, 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 and now you're going like, blah, blah. put your hand on your heart. Repeat after me. Today, I let go of all offense, all bitterness, all hurt. In the name of Jesus, I make room for the glory that God is sending my way. Now you can give praise like you're about to get the greatest in. Now y'all should be praising. You're about to, you're about to blow up. You're about to go. God's about to blow your life up and bless you until your cup runs over. You're about to go from overwhelmed to overflow. Come on. Somebody shout, make room. And then he says this. He says, I know you're psychic. I'm the greatest therapist. I'm the quintessential psychologist. I know the way you think. Some of you are not going to make room because you're afraid. You're afraid of losing. That's why some of you are fearful of relationships. Somebody messed you up in the past, so you don't trust anyone anymore. You don't get the house because you think if you lose your job, you can't pay the mortgage. So you limit your way of thinking based on something that hasn't even happened yet. Anybody been there? Raise your hand. Come on, don't tell me you've never suffered from anxiety about the future. If you've been there, raise your hands. You're worried about stuff that hasn't even happened. 
So God, knowing you, knowing me, says, I have one more promise in that chapter. I want to remind you, sing, shout, make room, and no matter what happens, no weapon form. for a sermon yes we do 95 percent of the time but there are moments there's there's something in this church we believe in the we just don't quench the spirit so when god's up to something we don't want to stop the move of, of his spirit we want to ride the wave so we get a surfboard that's what we just did we got a surfboard we started riding the wave and and but you get everything from the word of god so we're going to have this on this app tomorrow morning on the new season app completely free. Every We have 10 promises. I've just shared a handful. There's two more I want to share with you right now real quick. As you stand with me. Isaiah 55, 11. The promise, the promise is this. It is the same with my word. I send it out. It will always produce fruit. No, no, you missed that. It will always accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Now, you, you need to put this in perspective. Here's the promise. The promise of being planted, of producing, and of prospering. Another version reads this. Wherever the Word of God exists, this is what you, what you need to understand. Grab your right hand. Go like this. That's where the Word of God exists. No, no. The Word of God is in you. And upon you. Oh, snap. And around you. Mm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. That's Jesus. Through his Holy Spirit, that word is now in you. John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you please and it shall be done unto you. The word of God is in you. Luke 1, 37, the word of God never, never fails. Wait a minute. Here's the promise. Wherever the word is present, wherever it is planted, it will produce and it will prosper. I need you to look at me. Three words to define you and your family and your, the people around you. Planted, producing, and prospering. If you believe that, repeat it and just say, I'm planted. The word of God is planted in me. I abide in God's word. God's word abides in me. Therefore, from now on, I will not just consume. I will produce. I declare the next few months will be the most productive of my entire life thus far. And not only that, not only will I produce, as for me and my house, we are about to prosper like we've never prospered before. If that's your word, if you believe God's word never comes.
Anybody here ready to prosper in Christ, for Christ, through Christ? I say in chapter 60, verse 22, at the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. I, the Lord, will make it happen at the right time. I, the Lord, will make it happen. Somebody come in agreement, it's the right time. How many of y'all have been praying for something, fighting for something, and it hasn't come to pass, but you're hoping this is the right time? How many come in agreement that this word is telling you at the right? God will make it happen when your flesh says it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when your past says it's not supposed to happen. Hey, God will make it happen when your Wells Fargo and Bank of America account tell you it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when that text message and that DM tell you it's not supposed to happen. How many believe Jesus makes now the right time? Somebody lift up your hand. And the final promise, the rest are on the app. Isaiah 65 verse 24. This is ridiculous. I'm not even going to read it. You will read it. This is one of the craziest promises. Just read it with me. Let's just read it, see how we react. another version that says God runs ahead of you before you even open your mouth God runs imagine God running you're saying God I and God says before you finish he runs ahead of you to make what you're asking for a reality before you even ask for it how many have that crazy amount of faith to believe all these promises Pastor Rochelle, come up here quick. There's a promise from Isaiah chapter 58 that's for this church, for this house, for all of us. We're called with this promise. What is it? Share with us.
said, okay, you know what she said it was? I declare. She began to speak out, I declare, I declare, I declare. I have one last thing. There is a birthing and there is a pain. It is interwoven right now. There are those of you that are walking through the deepest grief of your life while there is a birthing. And I actually, the Lord set my eyes on something this morning that's not for me to share, but I saw something that was birthed during the most painful season. And right now they are in one, but there is a birthing. The rebuilders are coming. The repairers of the breach. Those who will repair what has been broken for generations and accelerations of generations. I said to a young woman this morning, I said, there is, I have been seeing and hearing the God of the ages. But we, those of us who are called for such a time as this, take your hammers. It's time to rebuild the ancient ruins. All the repairs of the breach give God praise like you're ready. Lift up your hands. This is not an afterthought service. I heard the Spirit of God yesterday say, release these promises upon my children. This is our church here physically in Los Angeles and online all around the world. People that have been watching joined our church online during COVID and call this church their church online. They watch every single Sunday around the world. Close to 4 million impressions we get every single week. People watching. That's a lot of people. This is These promises are yours. We are about to see these repairers of the breach, the rebuilders, rise up. Look around you. I need you to hear me. This beautiful multi-ethnic kingdom culture, multi-generational army, it's about to flip California towards righteousness and justice. We heal. We have an anointing to heal communities and bring people together. We're seeing families restored. We have seen addiction die. I mean, in the past 90 days, drug addiction, pornography, alcoholism, We've had testimonies of people that really contemplated seriously suicide and attempted. That all went away through an encounter with Jesus. Something is happening. How many believe the best is yet to come? So I'm going to do it one time. If you come in agreement with all the promises that you read, all the promises we decreed and declared, prophesied from God's word, if you come in agreement of all of them, for you, your family, those around you, this church, the community of Northern California, and those that are streaming around the world, if you come in agreement of all of them, now give God the best clap offering you've given him. <laughs> Lift up your hands. This is how we'll wrap. Let's God give God glory. Doubling down on our credo. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love, and through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. And Christ Say